the hundredth time and for the dozens and dozens of listeners out there my partner is the vanilla godzilla jason bailey and thy partner over there is the one and only most of the time wrong david Bodry. How dare you? And we are one day closer to dead. Jason, when we started this, did you expect that we would hit 100 episodes? Uh, I, I expected uh, you or I to hit each other. Uh, and the only reason that hasn't happened is that we are uh, 3,000 miles away. Well, but the no, night is I, still young. Uh, true. I just uh, absolutely did not. Um, I don't think it was in my... My sights that we would hit 100. I just thought this is something to do, and we'll see where it goes. And and look what's happened, sir. Indeed. So uh, before we get into the business of the week, uh, of which there is plenty, Jason, um, anything you would like to start the show off with? There is. Firstly, I just wanted to show you this, that uh, I know you don't drink, Dave, and uh, I'm sorry that you're you. But I, I am going to Many people enjoy. Are. I'm going to enjoy this little bit of bubbly that I have purchased for both you and I, and I will be drinking it on air tonight. So uh, the night could get really interesting about an hour from now when it all kicks in. But you'll see that I'm drinking one of my favorite champagnes. It is Piper Hide and Seek, and the thing is that uh, I don't just enjoy it because it's the namesake of our hero. Although that is uh, partially why I do drink it. And I thought because he's a hero of ours that I would be celebrating with our hero tonight as well. Oh, that's I've beautiful. Got, uh, I've got him there. I've got, I've got Roddy Piper here. I've got Jesse Ventura here in spirit and action figure. And, uh, you know, not to be the, the Chris Jericho of the show here, but I uh, just wanted to do this on air. So if you, if you will. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That wasn't a sound effect at all. This is the real thing. And uh, I hope that wherever you are listening to us tonight, you're getting as fucked up as I am because I never expected that we would ever hit 100 episodes. And I know you didn't either. Not necessarily because we don't have the, you know, skill set to do this, but uh, someone should have taken us off the air by now. So here we go. And uh, this is this is for you, Dave, and all the listeners, all the dozens. Hope you can hear that through your wonderful ear canals. Maybe you're enjoying this refreshing beverage with me. I'm going to pour some on my plush carpet for my homies that are gone. And uh, we are going to enjoy ourselves tonight, sir. We are going to enjoy. So here's to you. Indeed. Well, bottoms ah. up, my friend. I had a Mountain Dew earlier. Does that count? Sure. It's got bubbles and there's something it. else. There's something else I wanted to say just real quick. I said to get that first bit of bubbly in. Um, we have been building up to this moment for a couple months, I think, now. Is this what and I think it day. is? This is it. This Ooh. is it, dude. This is the big moment, okay? You're, you're starting to show off with the main event. Uh, That's ballsy. We're, we're fucking hot-shotting this bitch. This is going to be good. I just want to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that yes, our email account has ended, as you know it. The one, the only, Excite.com. Today is the day we cease to use said email. Uh, these poor bastards are barely working. Uh, I love that we've, we've ridden it to the very, 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 very fucking end with these guys. Probably the last major thing that ever happened for Excite Mail. But I did want to unveil our brand new, shiny, spanking email address. 
It is as follows. All right, hold on. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. I may or may not add one in post. And go ahead. Ask Dave and Jason at ProtonMail.com. Because, well, God damn it. It's still exciting. No disrespect to our lovely new hosts, but who the fuck is Proton Mail? So Proton Mail, for all of you out there who may or may not know, I have to give a little bit of backstory here, okay? Is that I think you all knew that Excite.com was this gimmick that we started because, yes, we did need some way for you to contact us out there, and we did need some way for business peoples to find us in some capacity but it was really a fucking gimmick it honestly was it's like mick foley saying his home you know whatever town he was in and throwing his thumb up like hey it was cheap heat it was a gimmick but it really caught the fuck on and so we were sort of saddled with it and it became part of the show okay uh but for all of you out there who know because you do know it's goddamn horrible particularly at the end we have had people sending us these congratulatory uh messages emails they've they've tried to send their mailing addresses to us for the little uh you know orphan annie secret decoder ring that we're sending out to everybody and they've said the shit's getting sent back to them saying it's no longer an address and not the third time it goes through uh, it excite themselves are saying please get the fuck out of here anyway i was like fuck and this so Honestly, I looked up what is the best, and I searched it for like two months. I really want to get a fucking good email address. What is the best free email address that is not affiliated with anybody? They don't use your fucking information. It's encrypted on both ends, and it's something that will really fucking work. Well, all my research led to protonmail.com. Confirming that's all one word, Jason, not a dash or anything. No, no, it's protonmail.com. And protonmail.com was uh, basically invented by scientists in Geneva who wanted to have uh, encrypted emails that people couldn't get into on both coming and going. It was free. You don't, you can have a paid version of it if you want. But the free version, as Batman is my motherfucking witness, because I have other accounts in this now, is honestly the greatest thing in the fucking world. Compared to Excite... If Excite was like a broken down Pinto from the 70s that you had to keep kicking to get it to work, Proton Mail might as well be a brand new fucking Ferrari. It's just a whole, it's a different beast all day. There's no way it's not going to work. It's already been up and running. It is fantastic. And for all of you out there, it's about the closest you can be to being James Bond without actually have to do much or pay for it. So protonmail.com, thank God you're here. I knew I didn't want to go with Gmail, Yahoo. There was some people that said we should do Hotmail just because, you know, it's pretty fucking gimmicky, but works a little bit better than Excite. But I, after dealing with all the horse shit and hassles that we've done with our beloved Excite mail piece of shit thing, I said, that's it. We're getting something that really fucking works and is not affiliated with Google. So ProtonMail.com, you are our home. One Day Closer to Dead is already up and running on that. And that's where you can reach us for all your thoughts, your questions, your comments, anything, your hate mail. That's where you can direct it. So I'm very proud to be with them. And I think it's a, it was a good decision. And it's uh, certainly going to be uh, less of a headache by far. Well, what worries me slightly is if it's encrypted uh, coming and going. Jason, you do not have the best history with technology, um, as has been documented on this very program many times before. 
So I'm a little worried about that decryption process. And the other thing that concerns me is I really do hope that Proton Mail, uh, thanks to their now unasked for affiliation with us, that they do not go the way of Excite and end up out of business within the next year. <clears throat> Hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out by then, but uh, I'm telling you, it's pretty goddamn good. So, you know, everybody out there, it, it is what it is. It, it's our new email address, and uh, I know it might not roll off the tongue as easy as the last one, but uh, fuck it. That's our email address, and that's where we're going with this case. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy. It works so damn well. And Excite, thank you for everything you didn't do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I really am kind of proud that that's a gimmick, that uh, we are going down in flames. And I, honestly, the visualization in my head, you remember in WCW, after a while, they'd end a match that was like a schmoz. Usually, Hulk Hogan was in it, Hollywood Hogan. And the crowd would start throwing, like, toilet paper and sodas and kids and batteries. And it just looked... Looked like a shitty fucking mess. The whole ring was exploding, and that's how they would end the pay per views, or even just your common Monday night programming. That's what I feel like. I feel like we're sitting in the ring of excite, and just things are being thrown at us, and fucking yelling at us, and the whole goddamn ring's breaking down. So it's would, time to go. New would arena. It, would excite be Vince Russo in this <clears throat> scenario? I maybe <laughs> inbox on a pole match. I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's unbelievable. But thank you. Uh, fuck you. We're moving on. It's it's time for it's a new day here. At one day closer to dead. Well, uh, that is how you've been spending your time, Jason. I would like to share with you a little experiment that I did. I was curious, and the curiosity warmed the cockles of my heart, and I decided to do just a, a little bit of a. A test just to, to see what would happen, okay? And I've actually discussed this idea off-air with you in the past. Just for, you know, shits and giggles. Okay. So, what would happen, Jason? You and I, we've done 99 episodes prior to this one. And they've all been different. They've all had their ups and downs. And, I mean, they've all been awesome, let's just be honest. But, uh... You know, we do tend to follow, in general, kind of a format. There's things our listeners, I think, expect from us. And we have our dumpster fires, and we have our childhood is deads, and we have our wrestling talk, and our, our wittyful banter, and such on and such on. So I was curious, given that fairly predictable format, what would happen? Because, Jason, for those that don't know, when you and I record the show, as you mentioned, we are like 3,000 miles away from each other as we speak. Mm. So we record our audio independently. And then in post, I take those audio files, I put them together, and then, yay, we have a show. What would happen, Jason, if I took your audio from one show and put it up against my audio from another show? I'll tell you what happens. Um, I come off like an even bigger self-aggrandizing, condescending dick than I already do. Picture that for a moment. Whereas you come off like you forgot to take your senility meds today and um, have a little bit of an Uncle Creepy factor to you as well. <laughs> so here's what I did. Uh, I took two different episodes, my audio, your audio, I did not change the order in which things were discussed. Okay? okay. I was that was too much work and it's just like you can do anything at that point. I was just no. All I did is I I matched up the audio to where we weren't screaming over each other. So if one was talking, I would space the next person's audio out so that we were, you know, having a back and forth dialogue that makes absolutely no goddamn sense. And then 
you know, after I had done that, I then just cut it down for brevity. Okay, so I didn't change the order of anything that we were saying. Make sense? So, Jason, I would like to enlighten you with the show that never was. Uh, what happens if you and I are pretty much literally just phoning it in? <laughs> and, I, want, uh, I want more shows produced just like this so that I never have to do this again. Just this, use my, pre- my previous audio and match it up with some shit. You may not say that after after hearing this clip. Uh, so for about the next, it runs about five minutes, but I hope the dozens will be entertained because it took more work than what our what our full fucking show normally does. So Jason, uh, this is the show that never was. This is uh, you and I on different episodes sharing a conversation. I am Dave Beaudry, and I am Jason Bailey. And Jason, um, aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? It's okay. I don't think it's as as locked down as as I could be. I'm still, you know, I still have a job. I don't know why, but I still do. Um, no, I'd like to congregate with a bunch of twenty year olds. But um, uh, any any feedback from the dozens? Anything that you would like to touch on, or can we go right into the shit show of the day? Because <laughs> we certainly have some. We also look back at our back catalog and see how things are going, and it seems in the last week our uh, podcast episode known as Death has had a nice little spike. So thank you very much for going back through our back catalog and finding episodes that might help in the next two to three weeks. That's all I'm saying about that. Job guys on Amazon. I, you know, honestly, I wasn't planning on doing that this week, but that was just such the perfect lead-in that I just, you know, you 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 draw, you had your left too low, so I just had to bring that right in over the top. There was just no avoiding it. I mean, it's just it's really funny how the things you could just tell what's on goddamn people's minds, and I think a few weeks ago, well, it's on our our minds now. Obviously, we live with it. It's a moment in history we're living with, but. Dave and I find these things very interesting when when shit like this spikes. <laughs> this week, uh, we are touching on something that Jason, you had mentioned probably at least month, month and a half ago, even that it had been a widely requested topic. I could preface this by saying, first, the world is a dumpster fire, Jason. Did you know that? It is because it was brought up, and I, it's a great—it's a great fucking word. And then even in my inner circle, people started using it because they really don't know. How else? To, I mean, there's like the word I like. I love words. I almost feel like George Carlin sometimes. I like the word frivolous. You know, I like like the word happenstance. Did you learn it over Zoom? Uh, listening back to speaking of vocabulary, <clears throat> listening back to our podcast, like, you know, I know that you listen to it more than I do just for technical reasons. Um, it is funny how certain words you and I use a lot. Uh, and Jason Bailey certainly has no motherfucking mute button. But... <clears throat> The world is a dumpster fire because it truly is, and I will preface this segment with the title, People are fucking morons! Yeah. We say motherfuck, fuck, suck a dick. We say a lot. (laughs) Now, um, so, let's, before we say exactly what the topic is, let's give a little bit of background of what the topic is. And this is... Couple years ago, shortly, I forget if the timeline. Jason, you fill this in if you are aware as far as when it started. Um, if it was during the 2016 election or shortly thereafter. Um, but 
Do you have that off the top of your head or no? <laughs> but yeah, I just, at any rate, Cavalier just said, but thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, dozens, for going back and listening to Death. And uh, listen to Death some more. Listen to Death, the new Metallica Yeah, album. Trump, it was, it was in the beginnings of Trump being in office. I just couldn't remember if it had actually started during the campaign or after that. So... Gazane Maxwell is now in jail and Trump publicly is like, oh, I wish her well. She's a good person, blah, 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 blah. Like when you have the dude actively hanging out with and then publicly defending actual child predators and you're trying to make the claim that this dude is your, you know, savior, save the children smarter than everybody in the room, like whatever. It's like, I don't have a word for how not only crazy, but how ridiculously dumb that is. Well, I mean, I don't have much positivity to say. So that, thank you for that, Dave. I'm glad that you, you're bringing up some good stuff there because, yeah, I guess people need to need to hear that there's some good things that are <clears throat> happening, coming out from this. I, I don't know. It's, it's not my way. Um, Did I set the table appropriately, or am I am I missing anything big? As far as I'm concerned, it's heaven for me. I cherish this time. If that was my full time motherfucking job, I would do it. I know it. There's no other way to get around. I, I will say, I'm sorry, Jason. I, I will say, it would not surprise me if Chewbacca was a not Joe Baca, If Chewbacca was a part of such an evil cabal children take up so so much of your energy your time and your attention <laughs> some people are great at something and they can't teach it worth a fuck okay some people are just good at teaching and and have patience to be around little people that ask questions all fucking day long oh no i could never out heal jason bailey my man go ahead go ahead but, I mean, the thing is that it's just been absolutely fantastic. It is a positive for me. It really is a positive. Uh, it doesn't mean I don't get wore down. And that's the segment. Uh, that is uh, the audio and the, the episodes used. Uh, my audio came from Q is Stupid. And your audio, originally I was actually looking to use your audio from uh, the Snyder Cut episode. And then I just accidentally opened the wrong folder. And it actually ended up being your audio from, I believe, March of 2020. Uh, I believe it was something like Now for Some Good News, I think was, was the approximate <laughs> title. Uh, so you were talking about your life in lockdown at the beginning of the pandemic while I was talking about the Q conspiracy. And, and that, is, uh, that is what happened, Jason. What are your thoughts? Oh, I... Um... <laughs> I was laughing so hard through the whole fucking thing. Oh, my God. It's always what I knew would happen if we did something like this. It's going to be entertaining as fuck because you are such an informative, pompous dick sometimes. And I am just, I can talk about anything like ad nauseum, just on and on and on, like fill up space. So, of course, that's what it was going to be. Of course, that's how that would come off. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought the, the, yeah, we say a lot of things. Suck a dick, motherfucker, go fuck a suck. I mean, I just, this is, yeah, this is, this is good stuff. And hopefully, um, if something does happen to me, you can just, uh, take my audio from previous recordings and, uh, you know, Roadrunner, Anthony Bourdain, the whole goddamn thing up and just do whatever the hell you want with it. it it'll be really good. I won't be here to care anymore. So whatever you need to use, just use the sound clips. 
Well, to be clear, too, like I did not like I, I had the idea of using the one of our audios from the Q episode just because it was a rather divisive one. And I figured that would be kind of amusing. But I didn't. I, I said I was, I was planning on using your audio <clears throat> from the Snyder Cut. So I wasn't like cherry picking the audio clips that ended up getting matched up together. Um, it just kind of happened that way. And then I, I said I didn't change the order of what we were saying. I would just I, I spaced the audio out. So it was you talking, me talking, you talking, me talking, and then just cut it down so that I could make a, a little segment about it and also try to make it mildly interesting. Um, so, yeah, you sound like the um, dirty uncle that just got let out of the old folks home. And I just sound like a <laughs> typical Hollywood guy, I guess. <laughs> Let me enlighten you with my liberalism. Though I did think uh, it was I did think it was funny. It did come off like you were completely going off the rails and I just desperately <laughs> was trying to keep the show going where I was like, "No, it was around the time of Trump's election, but anyway, uh No, it was it was fucking great. I even like how uh, you got an interruption in there too. Thank the, you. Uh, I was proud the, of that. D- the Dave inside the actual made-up show still got his interrupting Jason in. So, at least you can at least that's accurate. So good job on that. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. sir. Yeah, fuck you. So uh, <clears throat> whether it be from our old email, our new email, our <clears throat> secret email, which we don't have as far as I know, like is there, yeah, what right. would you like to, to do in regards to, what have the dozens had on their mind as we are celebrating our <clears throat> centennial? I don't know if that's the right term, but that's what I'm going I, I Our centennial episode. I, I don't know myself, but listen, I also, I'm going to get to that. I want to say before we get into some wonderful feedback from you guys, uh, I wanted to thank our top five cities from last week listening is Louisville, Kentucky, Paris, France, Los Angeles, California, Kansas City, Missouri, and Wichita, Kansas. We do uh, fairly well every single week in these these five cities. So thank you very much. What happened and, to Paris? Uh, I said Paris. Paris, Paris, France was our second most listened to fucking place. So happened, yeah, yeah, Paris. but well, they should have been number one, man. I'm disappointed they didn't show up. What about Ireland? Uh, they're there. I'm just, I'm saying the top five, Dave. What well, you yeah, want me to do the top 20? You're in charge of the demographics, Jason. I'm just asking if you know what's going on. Why don't, why don't the Irish love us anymore? They do. They love us. Just not as much as the Parisians. <clears throat> that's all. All right. All. All right let's get it. Let's get into some shit here. Okay. Because this is our 100th episode. So we're going to see how this all goes. What, what they did is some people started sending in some wonderful feedback over the last couple of weeks. A lot of them were just congratulatory letters. So we are going to be reading some of that from you guys. Some of it's pretty heartfelt. So I just thought, fuck it. Why not just have, you know, no format and us just have a good time reading what the dozens have sent to us? What do you think about that, Dave? Nah, I hate that idea. Let's go with our dumpster fire of the week. Nah, I'm kidding. Uh, we're calling it in the ring today, folks. So we'll be just yeah. kind of having a free-flowing conversation. Whatever we feel like talking about, we will. And, um, you know, maybe Jason Bailey will sound like a dirty old man here and there. <laughs> yeah, do the itchy. You All sound, right. You <clears throat> sounded like a dirty Randy Savage in, in Old Folks Yeah. <clears throat> what is that, like Space Ghost Dad or something? I guess. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Our first... Wonderful bit of feedback comes from the one and only Commander Cody Murray. And he labels this one fucking hundred fucking episodes. This is from Cody Murray. Very on, Cody. very on brand so far. <clears throat> I know. He's obviously a listener. Let me just start by saying what an honor it is to be a small part of the world's greatest niche podcast. 
Sure, there's that one in Japan about where to rent a dog and which vending machines have the best used schoolgirl panties for sale, but they can't hold a candle to the dumpster fire of awesomeness that is one day closer to dead. As the matchmaker for you two esteemed men persons, on no way am I using gentlemen, it's just not appropriate, it is really cool to see what you have created together. What a time to create it, too. Oh, my Zod. What a cosmic coincidence that your podcast would coincide with all of the Trump BS and everyone's favorite carnival treat and end-of-the-world viral infectant, cotton candy. On second thought, much like that uh, fire that coincidentally occurred when Jason performed at my wedding ceremony last year, I'm starting to think the Wuhan lab really is not the culprit. Maybe we just needed to create our own news, eh, boys? <laughs> Honestly, your rapport is authentic and enjoyable. Your knowledge is sound. Your sources are well-researched, and Odin knows you've got personality for days. From the original three-part, later 29-part, Pro Wrestling 101 segment to the various dumpster fires and dead childhoods, you guys come to kick ass and chew bubblegum. But due to cotton candy-related supply chain issues, we are all out of gum. Love the nostalgic look back at movies, toys, comics, etc., but so help me if Dave yells at me to watch fucking Job Guys one more time, I'm going to set fire to the building. Congratulations on 100 amazing stories. Well, at least 97 of them. I love you both. Jason, you will always be one half of the world's finest, and Dave, you will always be my eternal flame. Feel free to share that story if you so choose, and keep up the good work, lads. Cheers. Your Commander Cody Murray. Commander Cody, thank you very much. What do you have to say about that, Dave? Job, guys, on YouTube! But I had to. It, it, it was, the, the setup was there. He, the left was low and it came over the whatever the fuck. Yeah, we heard that. Earlier. We heard yeah. that earlier. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you very much, Cody. I will save the Eternal Flame story because that's... Uh, that's special, Cody. It's it's just between us. Uh, Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> but uh, anyway, very, very much big thank you for the uh, for the feedback and more importantly for the friendship for a lot of years, especially uh, with you and Jason, obviously, and then uh, you and me as well. And then you were also the reason why Jason and I first ended up meeting because you were like, you two really need to get together. And we're both like, I don't give a fuck about this other person. I did, you. But alas, here we are, 100 episodes later. And I, I don't remember how many fucking years it's been now, Jason. If you, if your math is better than mine, feel free to fill that in. Uh, but uh, Cody, we love you. Congratulations on the new puppy. I've been watching those videos uh, egregiously because that pup is cute. So congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. I, when did, I'm trying to think, when the fuck did we do Jason's, Jason's hideout? hideout? I think it was 2013 when we first started filming. Maybe, I don't know. So, I'm not good on <clears throat> So I'm trying to think if we, we probably knew each other, I don't know. We probably met each other in 2012, maybe, because of Cody. But, uh, of course, we had our infamous run-in with each other. Ten years before that, so December, December two thousand two, yeah, something like that. So I mean, it was uh, I think it was November two November two thousand two. That's correct. Yeah, it was November. <clears throat> yeah. It was the end of November two thousand two. So um, that's just amazing that we we met each other in a line for Roddy Piper. Ten years later, we we meet up because Cody shoves us back together again in Los Angeles. You know, not the smallest city in the world, folks. And then uh, all these years later, you know. Here we are. Well, I always say it's a big podcast. It's a big, it's a big city. It's a small world. <clears throat> Absolutely. But Cody, thank you very much. 
Thank you for listening. We love having you listen to us and also a contributor as well. Uh, some of the things we've talked about, he's, he's really chimed in on. So it's been great. And uh, yeah, but you know, just one of the greatest people in my life and somebody that listens to us uh, religiously. So thank you very much, Cody. We appreciate that feedback. Indeed. <clears throat> Jason, would you like to read another one or would you like to antificate, proliferate, I don't know, talk about shit? No, let's move on. Okay, okay, here we go. This is another one from a wonderful listener that we talked about. Our second favorite Canadian next to Bret Hart is Stephen Lima. And he writes, congratulations on your 100th episode. Hey, guys, I just want to congratulate you on your 100th episode. You have been a bastion of sanity in these crazy times. From your opinions and coverage of cotton candy, <clears throat> the orange puckered butthole cult leader, and all the other dumpster fires that we have to deal with. What I love about your podcast is the chemistry and the banter that the two of you have together. The back and forth, the interrupting, the arguing. I mean, it's Vince and Jesse all over again. I'll let you decide who is which. The wrestling segments are some of my favorites. I consider myself a pretty knowledgeable fan, but I always seem to learn something new from your segments. Your knowledge is incredible, and your love of old-school wrestling warms my heart. Your four-part, <clears throat> cough, cough, Wrestling 101 dissertation should be required on every college syllabus. But what I appreciate most and why I listen every week is your balanced, logical takes on things. It is so hard to find that middle voice in news today. You guys don't put up with bullshit, no matter what side it comes from. Cheers to 100 episode, and here's to 100 more. Congrats, and fuck you with a red-hot poker, Dr. Cosby. Hope you got your pudding popped in the slammer. Fan always, Stephen Lima. That was the most beautiful ending to a correspondence that I believe I've ever heard. I agree. And I'm, you know, and we're getting it a lot. People are sending the uh, fuck you, Dr. Cosby. So I'm glad it's catching on. And please, when you contact us at our new email address, it stays the same. Thank you very much. Uh, what email address was that, Jason? I don't remember. That email address is as follows. Ask Dave and Jason at protonmail.com. Because, well, God damn it. Fuck you, Dr. Cosby. It just, it's music to my ears. I, I, I could tell Jason that it just rolled right off the tongue. Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck him for making everyone call him a goddamn doctor. Fuck him. Oh, you, you did mean Cosby. For a second, I thought you meant Steve. I was like, we, we can't talk about our listeners that way, Jason. No, no, of course not. Not we when love the microphones you, are on. <clears throat> yeah, wait till the mic's cut. Then we'll start talking about you assholes. So, yes, thank you very much for that feedback. Much appreciated. And, of course, being Canadian, there is something you should know. Nah, you oh, know, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, I will God say, says. actually, just side note, because it popped into my head. Um, yeah. Uh, in regards to everyone's favorite niche web series that is now on uh, YouTube, we actually, uh, director Brooke Hubs uh, took all the B-roll footage and interviews and stuff that we had shot, you know, back when the series was getting made. And he, he's putting it together into a series of making of vignettes, the first one of which is currently on the YouTube channel. Uh, runs about 10 minutes, kind of talks about how the show came about. You get to see a lot of B-roll footage behind the scenes, uh, previous stuff that we'd worked on, et cetera, et cetera. Get to see my ugly mug talking about show business. Uh, so feel free to check that out. It's at the Digital Myth YouTube page. Just search Job Guys on YouTube, and it should uh, that channel should pop right up. You should be able to find it, as well as a blooper reel. Yeah, I saw the blooper reel. It's fantastic. It really is fucking funny. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's up there with the actual show, so you got to watch it. You too, Cody. You got to get right on that. So, uh, what should we talk about next, Jason? Because we still have time to fill, and I'm 
running out of ideas because no it's okay we have we have some more stuff and you just can't get enough of people you know congratulating you and blowing smoke up your ass about how great you are so not to toot our own horn jason but but toot toot continue all right this one one of my favorite listeners this is from karate girl karate girl writes us you already know Over the entire course of these 100 fantastic podcast episodes, I have thoroughly enjoyed the evolution of One Day Closer to Dead. Uh, Most importantly, that both uh, Dave and Jason have had an array of topics that they've covered, never failing to keep the hour, give or take, entertaining that they fill. I honestly really don't know what I would do with myself if I didn't have the podcast. I mean, this is my escape from my mom life grind that is my life, my wife life, and reminding me of all the adult conversations that I used to enjoy having. I live vicariously through all of you. Thank you for making these episodes and keeping my inner intellectual conversationalist thriving with the magic of one day closer to dead. Keep on keeping on, Dave and Jason. We are raising a glass to your hundredth episode. And here is to another hundred. Oh, and also... Fuck you, Bill Cosby. Cheers. Yay! Thank you very Thank much, you for- Karate Girl. That's very nice of you. Indeed. Uh, do you, do we know where Karate Girl is is writing said correspondence? Like where in the country or where in the world? Yeah, th- she is based uh, right outside, I believe, Kansas City. Somewhere okay. in Kansas City, uh, out, I think in the outskirts thereof. So, yeah, that's uh, that's one of our... Our faithful listeners who who has uh, written in a lot about certain things that uh, she would like to hear about and contacted me directly too. So fantastic listener, and we love her very much. One thing I'd be curious if anyone decides that they want to answer the question, and Jason, yeah. they now know where they can answer that question, is Absolutely. if, you know, I mean, obviously we had some listeners that are familiar with either you, me, or both and listened from pilot on or just kind of sporadically from when we first started doing this. But I'm sure there's got to be dozens out there that through some method or another, like, I'm curious what the first episode was that people listened to that then made them decide that they actually wanted to, like, tune in with our crazy asses on a weekly basis. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. Absolutely. Well, they can, we'd love to hear you uh, guys out there. You can contact us and, and let us know because <clears throat> what's interesting, Dave, is that we were doing the podcast, you know, obviously for the first year and we kind of stumbled, bumbled our way through until we kind of came up with segments and sort of how we, the flow of the show was going to go and blah, 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 blah. And then I believe, you know, 2020 was the worst year we've had since 1968. So um, it gave us a lot of things to talk about. And just based on, you know, listenership and, and everything that we, that I've got at my disposal to figure out what the fuck people are listening to, it definitely peaked <clears throat> listenership with all podcasts, uh, not just our own, about mid-2020, to late 2020, all the way to the election. So oh, it was I'd very say much all, all media, probably. Yeah. yeah, and it was very political. A lot of people did really listen to us during the uh, fiasco that was the the wannabe uh, dictatorship of uh, one Donald J. Trump, and we got a lot of listeners for that. So I think that actually we secured a lot of our audience uh, just from us fucking railing on Donald Donald Trump. And and it, I, I've said it a million times over, 
you know, we never wanted our show to be just about politics. We certainly never wanted to fucking talk about that shithead every single episode, but we were, after a while, we were just required to. He, he had to, he fit in with something that was going wrong with every aspect of the fucking world population. So, I mean, it's just one of those deals where I think a lot of people started listening to us because of that. And then also, uh, listenership across the board in all media, all podcasts, everything dropped off. Uh, significantly when Donald Trump lost the presidency too. So it's, we are still ranked uh, fairly high. I mean, uh, last week we got to number two uh, ranking in in personal journaling, but you can tell that a lot of people out there wanted their weekly fucking Trump hate porn and loved it when we were just like sticking it to them. And uh, you know, after he went away, I mean, kind of, we no longer had to cover that. There was other things that we could talk about, but God damn, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If we had a show just called Fuck Donald Trump, that was the entire podcast, and all we did for two hours straight was just say obscene things about him. Whether it made sense or not, it'd be the number one listened to show in the fucking country. Like, people love it. Yeah, I, well, I'm, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about this particular subject, about how outrage is addictive, and how mm-hmm. with he was a unique figure because as president first of all all the decisions that he was making was affecting so many millions of people not only in the united states but also around the world but then also when you have such an egregiously narcissistic personality even things that normally wouldn't and shouldn't involve him he would immediately just shove his face into like a dog eating its own shit yeah um and i like dogs i don't like trump and the it, it, and then it obviously all came to a head when you have such an inept clusterfuck in charge during the biggest public health crisis of the last hundred years. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I would certainly sacrifice our ratings for there to have been more stable leadership during that time where ideally the messaging would have been more consistent and, you know, more people hopefully would have gotten through it in better health and better finances and, you know, so on and so forth. But alas, it's just, it's, it's not the world we live in. And, you know, Jason, you know, this, I've said it on air before, but I don't, I don't know how much the, the dozens necessarily pay attention to the minutia. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really check the email, nor do I follow the, the demographics um, at all, really. Not because I don't, care about our listenership that's not accurate it's just i always thought the key to the the show is just you and me being authentic to each other and then people that that jives with they could just kind of tune in and if you know if it's entertaining to you and me there's the world is a big enough place that there would be there would be an audience for that whether that audience would find it or not who knows um you know and it started out from a place where you know i'm in california you're in kentucky and you know i just wanted to be able to talk to my buddy on a, on a weekly basis and that really no bullshit like that. That was why it started. That's, you know, um, and then it just so happened um, because we took a couple weeks off or, or the first Christmas season. And then we lost a week or two at the beginning of, of COVID, especially because I think your uh, restaurant schedule got extremely hectic there trying to figure out what was going on. So put those factors together. It just so happens that our hundredth our episode is almost to the day. Not exactly. It's a, it's a couple, you know, maybe two weeks off or something. But uh, the 100th episode is almost exactly coinciding with the two-year anniversary of when we actually started this. I just find that kind of serendipitous in an interesting way. 
It, it really is. I mean, what we what we learned about that first Christmas where we took uh, we thought we needed a, a well deserved break, and uh, you know we had been doing it for you know that a few months at that point. We're like, well, let's take a week or so off. That uh, we realized real quick, like, well, we don't really need a fucking break doing this at all. As a matter of fact, we could probably produce more. So we never did that fucking thing again. And uh, the listeners kind of told us, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, don't take a break. Keep this motherfucker going. Uh, We've been actually uh, approached uh, by a few people out there who contact us saying, could you do, you know, two a week? Could you do one every day? Like five days a week. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's when Dave and I really would kill each other. But uh, there's- Well, now, wait a minute, Jason. Now, what type of money is being offered here? No, please. (laughs) It's a ham. It's a hot dog and a handshake. It's like, no, I don't think so. I'm a vegetarian. So the thing is that I, uh, you know, there is a listenership that came out of it. But what's cool about you saying that you just want to talk to your your buddy is that, uh, you know, I've said it before, people kind of know this at this point. But uh, going through what I was going through in my life, which was uh, a divorce, the worst depression I've ever dealt with in my fucking life. And that's saying something. Um, And then, you know, you just hounding my ass for shit. Probably it's got to have been over a year when you you first brought up like we should do a podcast. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever. I never even I wasn't in the right mental state at all to do anything and you finally just you're you know dave baudry's a highly persistent human being ladies and gentlemen highly what? fucking persistent and it's what? not a bad thing it's a good thing because left to my own devices i'd be like marlin on my island eating a fucking mango i don't think that's uh that's gonna work for me i need some more lasagna have it shipped in i i wouldn't have done a goddamn thing so you know have talent but really you know dave is is the backbone of of the of the persistence part here of the show so you know he's the one that got it going and i just showed the fuck up uh he's the one that does the hardest uh, but you know bit of work he's the one that puts it together he's the one that makes sure it it sounds good for all you guys out there um now that he's on his third or fourth microphone it's sounding pretty good and um i just you know i, I it's kind of a dream position for me because I always want to do something creative and possibly informative, which I get to do both on this show. But I used to always have to, particularly when I was in Los Angeles, whether I was acting or I was doing Jason Sideout or whatever the fuck it was, I was always have to produce, direct, partially write, all this shit that I did just so that I could act or just so that I could be in the fucking show or just so that I could, you know, be the the anchor or the, the narrator or, or something. And I always talk to people about it. It was almost like, you know, I think I'm not a sports fan, but Cody might understand this, where I had to build the football field, um, come up with a football team, uh, have another football team to play against, get the crowd together just so that I could be on the field as a football player. That's always what I had to do. Where this has been a dream for, you know, one of my very closest people in my life to say, hey, Come on, just fucking try this. Let's let, let's do this. You, we can do this. And me having some trepidations, and it end up being honestly um, one of the best things I've ever done in my life, particularly uh, creative wise. Uh, and just doing what I always wanted to do, which was basically just fucking show the fuck up and just be me. Um, so many people out there have always contacted us and said, how do you do this show? How do you do that? How do you do that? And, you know, I've told, said this story many times. I tell them what to get, where to go, who do you link up with? But they'll be like, no, no, no. How do you guys do your content? And I'm like, um, I, 
I don't know how to help you with that at all. Dave and I sit down and there's even been times we're at the microphone when we're getting ready to record. We scrap the whole fucking show, the whole format. And what you're hearing, we're calling it in the ring. You are legitimately listening to two people talk. That's it. That's what you got. There, there's no big, you know, production value in the content that you're getting. So I'm always amazed at that, that we get so many kudos for just being able to fucking talk. I, I mean, I, that's really the truth, you know, and make it halfway entertaining. And, and honestly, we're, we were told by a lot of people, particularly in 2020, a great source of news. For some people, their only source of fucking news. Now, I never, that's one thing I never in a billion fucking years would have thought this place, one day closer to dead, would be considered a great, you know, place for their news, a great news source. So, but at any rate, I wanted to thank you, Dave. Uh, and it's the truth that uh, if it wasn't for you, this absolutely would not go. The machine would not fucking go. You would not hear us out there. It's not Jason Bailey, it's Dave Beaudry. It really is. And that's the absolute truth. Well, without both of us, there isn't a show. Like, you know, I said, I always, you know, I've joked before, probably on air, but also off. Like, if, if one of us kicks the bucket, the show just becomes dead. And then, <laughs> and there's, then there's really not much else to talk about. Um, I'm trying, I was, I'm trying to remember, and I don't, I, I don't know if you will or won't, Jason, but the, the title was something that I had thought of. Um, what you had some ideas early on when we first started just like what do we name this thing like i don't remember what some of the other options were do you yeah i as a matter of fact i do dave well you put me on the spot here i might even have fucking my initial goddamn notes on this motherfucker to tell you the truth because i'm so ocd you know i i really do keep uh keep all this stuff here i don't know if i've I've got it completely. Here we go. What is this? Yeah, I've got uh, the original notes here I've, on one day closer to dead, and I've got a lot of um, I've got a lot of actual topics here that we never. One of them was some of the themes that we were going to cover is love versus marriage, childhood, Los Angeles lifestyle, movies that we love, onset acting experiences, astronomy, space race, aliens, books we love. States we've lived in and their differences, uh, bouncing security stories, cool celebrities we met, our favorite presidents when we were actually star starstruck, and like a 1980s tribute. These were some of the things that we I was throwing around as would be you know a good idea for for the show. Some of the uh, here we go. Some of the uh, show titles that we were batting around was aging Xers. The Xers, X, two interesting fellows. <laughs> Jason, and, I love you, but the, thank God that one didn't, uh, that didn't was make bad. it to the dance. And, and there was a theory of relativity, I think. There was a lot of stuff that we were playing with, but, uh, boy, you put me on the spot, but I actually, uh, yeah, Batman's got all his fucking notes from this shit right here at his command. Uh, but, yeah, that, and then when, when you came up with um, uh, One Day Closer to Dead... That's, uh, was perfect. It was fucking perfect. Cause I'm like, well, that sums it up because that's how I feel. Most days I fucking wake up and, um, we, we, I don't know how you started it mentally. I started it from depression. I started this whole fucking thing from deep, dark, evil depression. So listening to the original episodes, a hundred episodes ago, I, you know, people can listen to that and what they're, I don't know how I'm coming off on that. Probably a complete 
asshole. Um, but it's, it's really was the start of my climbing out of a fucking hole. And I, and I credit it to a lot of things, but honestly, uh, this show, the podcast has really been therapeutic for me because many times I've actually, I don't even know what I think sometimes until I start speaking out loud and thinking it through with you or other people in conversation. And then it starts to become solidified and I can get around it. And that's how my mind works, you know? So it's, it's interesting to think that I don't know where you came from this, what mental state you were in, but I can tell you at the beginning, I was not well. And, you know, now thinking about where I am now compared to where I was a hundred episodes ago, I'm in a fantastic state of mind comparatively to where I was. So that's very interesting. You know, all of that. Yeah. And one of my favorite kind of recurring things that has happened many times over the last 99 previous episodes was either one of us would have something that we'd want to talk about. And the other one would be kind of like, yeah, well, all right. Like, you know, if you want to fine, I'll go along with it. And then like in the middle of the segment, the one who wanted to would say something that would end up really like triggering a passionate response, not in any kind of negative way, but just in a, in an authentic way um, from the other person who really didn't even feel like talking about the subject initially. And then like that person would go on a, you know, whatever their thoughts were or a diatribe or something. And then it would really be some interesting discourse that's happened multiple times from both our sides of the table. Yeah, no, it was absolutely. Yeah. It was, one of those things where a lot of times we would start something and I, I talk to a lot of people out there about, it's like a, it's sort of like a band, like you and I are in a band and we're, we're recording a song and uh, one of us doesn't like some part of it or some part of the album and whoever kind of, you know, is more passionate either way. We just acquiesce to that and go, okay, if that doesn't work for you. That's fine. And I've always said, this is, if there's something that neither of us want, if one of us doesn't want to do, it's not getting done. We both need, you know, we both need buy-in at least enough to do it. If one of us is like, I really don't want to do that, we're probably not going to do it. But we've yeah. always figured out ways around like writer's block kind of stuff. You have, really. It's not me. Um, there's There was a time I was so fucking depressed in 2020. I didn't even want, my depression had gotten to the point, I didn't even want to talk about social Events. I didn't want to talk about fucking anything that was happening because it was just goddamn depressing. We were living it and I just didn't want to fucking talk about it. Well, part of the show is fucking talking about the shit that's going on around us, the dumpster fires. And uh, I remember just absolutely dreading fucking coming to the microphone uh, a couple weeks you know, going and, and um, I was, I was already fearing it. Just telling you, like, I really don't want to talk about anything involving the goddamn dumpster fires anymore for a while. And of course, like I said, Dave Beaudry is very persistent. He was like, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about why you don't want to talk about that. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. That's uh, that's, that's, a, that's a director really directing his talent right there because, you know, that's something we do. We'll sit there and kind of nudge each other to a point where, um, we, we want to talk about stuff. One of the, one of the things that a lot of listeners have discovered about us that's very interesting is that they feel that Dave is stronger with social issues and um, newsworthy issues and seems a bit more on point with his information and crusading and can 
absolutely. And I'm not saying crusading in a, I'm not trying to make that a negative thing because sometimes I tease them about it. <clears throat> but the thing is that they really are like, he's amazing at this. Um, what, what they've recognized that my skill set is on the show is I can personalize things. I almost anything can be, I can really put it in the context of my life. So I think that's also been a good, you know, juxtaposition. Like you are the one that sets the tables, the perimeters and why certain things are need fixed, or we need to stand up for this little guy or this kind of thing. And then I usually can very much personalize it. And it's, it's a strong element because both of us have a skill set of acting, talking all this shit. But at the same time, I'm doing my thing, you're doing yours, and we're a little stronger in these two areas. So we really don't get in each other's way either. And I think that's really a good, a good thing. Well, I think I, I, kick, I kick the tires and you light the fires. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if in wrestling terms, I think you're the steak and I'm the sizzle. <laughs> I, I think you're Bruno and I'm, I'm superstar. <laughs> I'd be the, I think that's be how the, the match is going. Well, I think I'd you know I'd be more the the play by play. You'd be more the color. I think that's yeah, uh, yeah absolutely you know, goes goes without saying, especially because you have lucid dreams about being in the, you know, in the Carolinas in front of the '80s set. There's there's nothing wrong with going to sleep and and throughout the entire night for eight hours being the alpha male Buzz Bailey. There's nothing. I don't wrong disagree. With that. I'm, I'm not, about fifteen I'm not time champion. Yeah. Well, I mean that's some stuff that's going on there. I think that uh, it's it's been awesome and uh, possibly. Just possibly, it might be time to get to another fantastic bit of feedback. What do you think, Dave? You read no, my mind. No, fuck it. Okay, here we go. This is from our in-house Jedi Master, Stina Myers. Stina Myers, who gave us our first read ever on this fucking show, which is big-time podcast talk for advertising. Um, the, she writes in, 100th episode, congratulations. She says, Dear Jason and Dave, congratulations on reaching this momentous milestone with your beloved podcast. It is a true feat to stick with anything and each other through 100 episodes. I'm glad you two live in different cities so you didn't kill each other by now. As your resident Reiki master and astrology astrologer, I want to give you a little insight that uh, what's un unfolding in the future. I just wanted to let you know that my insights show you will still have plenty of fodder to keep this thing going for a while. So she goes, um, what can you do to prepare for all this fodder? You need to remove all the bullshit and all the stories you have built up around you as humans. Humans are miserable because of the sorrow they have created in their minds and emotions that they have attached these stories to. This keeps us in a loop of pain, fear, guilt, do the work through therapy, energy healing, meditation, astrology, or whatever it takes to get an alignment and super clear about your purpose and the work you need to do in this lifetime to help yourself and the collective. We're all on different missions in this lifetime. We all have different talents. Please use them to help each other, help the planet. That's why we're here. It's not to work ourselves to death for a company that could give two shits about you. It's not for the money. It's not for the fame. It's about love. It's about light. It's about being one with each other because at the end of the day, we are all connected. We are all brothers and sisters in our pain, sorrow, happiness, etc. It's felt by everyone. 
everybody. So much love to you both from your super out there, woo-woo Jedi master, Stina Myers. Thank you very much, Stina. We really do appreciate you. You've helped me so much and so many, and a lot of the dozens out there have actually uh, caught up with Stina Myers to do uh, this um, Reiki sessions that she does to really help clear the mind, the body, the spirit, and all that good stuff. And really, I use her just to, just to calm the fuck down sometimes. It's fantastic out there. But uh, she does have, just for all the dozens out there, she included a long format uh, email that uh, it pretty much breaks down her whole astrology and her whole Reiki master Jedi mindset for the next year. And it breaks it down in certain categories that are absolutely fantastic. And for any of you that would really, really like this this free astrology reading about all of what's happening coming up this next year. And it's just for the dozens out there that want it. You can always contact us at our new email address. And I guarantee you, I will send it directly to you wherever you are. You could be on this planet or not. And I will spiritually send it to you from ask Dave and Jason at the one and only new email address, which is protonmail.com. So we will send it directly to you. And uh, it's pretty fantastic. Stina Myers has helped helped out a lot of people who listen to us, believe it or not. Now, Jason, I have a question uh, I genuinely don't know the answer to. And I don't know if it's something that you will reveal on the air or not. Uh, Are you going to reveal what the mysterious trinket, decoder ring, etc., etc., is that uh, you are sending on our behalf to the listeners that requested it for our 100th episode? I will, I tell you what, I might do it next episode. I'm not going to do it this episode because okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to give, this is the last, it was supposed to be by tonight, but if you give me your name and your mailing address at our, our uh, email, and I tell you what, you can use either the Excite if you're just nostalgic, or you can use the Proton Mail one if you want to get with us here on the future bus, okay? Just whatever you want to do, just get us that information, and uh, this, is, this is the last time. This is, this is the cutoff date, and I'll send you this wonderful uh, piece of uh, One Day Closer to Dead so that uh, we can connect with you. And it really is uh, pretty pretty awesome. It's, uh, it's nothing grand, but it's something that's, uh, I don't know, I think it will tug at the heartstrings and uh, make you think of your niche podcast and also maybe give a, give you a little bit of boost to get through your day your week or your life so uh i'm really happy about it and i will i will reveal that in the future not on this episode though uh fair 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 enough jason fair enough yeah. um yeah any any other feedback you would like to go to oh absolutely man we're, we're not even jesus we're not even close to being done jesus christ we gotta we gotta get through this stuff time to Here's time one. to time to accelerate the process <laughs> <laughs> time to really hit it here listen this came to us this is pretty good this came to us from uh, one of our dozens that contacted us a lot uh through um the 2020 political season and uh his his feedback we read on air got a lot of really, really good feedback on its own. A lot of good responses. So I'm going to, I'm going to read this. This is from, um, somebody known as the timekeeper timekeeper writes us. He says, dear Dave and Jason, 
Congrats on reaching your 100th podcast. Your achievement is laudable. We are all better for the little-known niche broadcast that's brave enough to celebrate our dying childhood, discuss all sorts of fanboy shit, and elaborate on the finer points of professional wrestling world. Week in and week out, you guys entertain, educate, and provoke. Uh, You are also bold enough to tell America's dad to go fuck himself and those corporate video game douchebags to die a slow death. However, despite my praise for you on this day, it will ultimately be short-lived. Several podcasts ago, I wrote to you of the eve of the most consequential election of our lifetime on November 3rd, 2020, and said this. Lastly, win or lose, Trump will contest the results, pulls every kind of legal trick in the books to invalidate votes and results, and rally his strong arm base to incite chaos. Although I don't agree that we are looking at another civil war, there certainly will be violence, and there already has been, and he will not go quietly. I get chills about how accurate this prediction was at the time and regret that I was so on the mark. Well, for the occasion of your centennial episode, there we go, nice, he's using it too, I'll share some more observation about the fate of our country. We're fucked. This country has a deep, irreparable fissure down its center that has created two countries that are growing to hate each other more and more by the day. There is a profound divide between the left and right with fewer and fewer people left in the middle. The intense battles over the pandemic, public health measures, vaccination efforts, rewriting election laws, police reforms, pursuing racial justice, gun laws, and ultimately a complete lack of consensus of what is true or fact. Our government has now failed us. Our journalists have also failed us. Our justice system has failed us as well. We are all on our own and the war is coming. I don't know where the breaking point is, but it is definitely baked into the cake. We will find it and it won't be a surprise to many of us because we all knew it was coming anyway. Deep down, We all knew it was coming, whether we want to admit it or not. This country has fundamentally changed, and we will never, ever be the same again. On that happy note, congrats on your achievement. You guys are great, and I'll be out there listening as long as you are broadcasting. Yours truly, The Timekeeper. P.S. Fuck you, Dr. Cosby, and fuck those shitheads at Activision Blizzard. Thank you very much, Timekeeper. Well, that was happy. Um, but I just thought that uh, we should at least get him on the air. He, um, one, some of his uh, feedback and some of the emails that he sent us uh, last year, we got feedback on those fucking uh, emails that we read. So the Timekeeper, he was definitely a contributor to a lot of our political uh, conversations. Well, if anybody tried providing feedback saying that they thought he was wrong in his predictions... I believe they are eating crow as we currently speak. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's, like I said, that's when we were pretty popular out there as far as I think we picked up a lot of listeners during this time. So I just want to get to this wonderful congratulations. And uh, this one is from a major contributor to the show and a good friend, mostly to Dave and less me. It's Dr. Eddie Gizmo Gomez. Dr. Eddie Gizmo Gomez writes us, congratulations. Hi, Dave and Jason. Greetings from the heartland and the Midwest Gotham, Chicago. Good work on achieving your hundredth podcast episode. Here's to many more where that came from. May your dumpster fire runneth over. Thank you for cataloging some of the worst years in American history and making them just a slight bit more tolerable. To borrow from a movie you referred to on your last show, you guys are the jack to my rose. Your witty banter is like the last breath of fresh air before our lungs get flooded with seawater. As always, I'm happy to be your go-to medical guru, correspondent, you know, op-ed writer, show 
personal physician, mostly for Jason. Cutest Mogwai on the block. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to another 100 episodes rolling off the assembly line in the near future. Special congrats to Dave Beaudry for his show, Job Guys being released on YouTube, and for putting up with Jason these many, many months. Take care and big hugs for Dave, Dr. Eddie Gizmo Gomez. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Eddie Gizmo Gomez. And uh, yeah, fuck you. So it's, it's really nice that uh, Eddie has contacted us and uh, he loves you so much, Dave. Well, uh, big props for the for the email and of course for the for the Titanic reference as well. And that gives me the opportunity to again remind the dozens of one very important fact, and that is that Jason Bailey still has never seen Training Day. Oh, Jesus Christ. So if you would like to test out our new email, I uh, fully encourage you to do so and inform Mr. Bailey about the, dare I say, um, poor discretion that he shows in his viewership choices. And uh, you can do that at that, that brand new email. Yeah. You can contact us at AskDaveAndJason at ProtonMail.com about how Dave is completely wrong about the new Blade Runner being so much fucking better than the old Blade Runner. That's see, bullshit, too. See, now you're just sounding vindictive, Jason. That's, uh, no, that, it's not no, being not, vindictive. No, 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 it's being very informative. It's, yes, of course it is. You're, you're Bobby Heenan at the Royal Rumble trying to be fair to Flair. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I, I, I call it like it is, dude. Now, I noticed there's one regular contributor that we have not heard from. I'm assuming that that's one you're keeping in the hip pockets, but I'm just going to put you on the spot and see if we if we have anything that you have been hiding, Jason, from uh, the one and only advocate for the worst fucking Wookiee in the galaxy. Oh, my God. Of course, there, I'm, talking about the tooth, I'm talking about the Tooth Fairy. I'm yeah, talking about uh, Joe Baca. Yeah, well, before I get to Joe Baca, and that's coming. I wanted to read one more real quick, and this one is pretty fucking emotional because uh, I got emotional reading it. And uh, this one is from Wonder Kinnison. Wonder Kinnison listens to us out of uh, Austin, Texas. Okay. 100 episodes of Friendship and Bitchin'. Wonderful. Bitchin' Friendship, hey. I love it. Bitchin' Friendship. This is is us right here. So this is, uh, this is, starts off with to the vanilla Godzilla. More often than anyone I ever heard, I've actually finished your sentences in each episode on topics ranging from politics, social, entertainment, family, friends, or even health. It never surprised me, uh, leaving me with a deep appreciation. Uh, It really never factored in whether I agreed with you or disagreed with you, uh, nor did it create a stalemate or discord. The mere concept that I already understood where you were coming from was enough. And honestly, I just wanted to hear your point of view. This was the same for Dave. I wanted to hear his thoughts and opinions on topics of all sorts. Uh, I must interject that the love-hate relationship between him and yourself is hysterical. It's an audio version of Robot Chicken Wrestling Match with intelligence or geeky nerd shit there as well. So that's uh, that's very nice because that's sort of how I feel about it too. Now, a little inside information here. Wonder Kennison is a uh, nurse in, in Austin, Texas, so it might come into play in this, this next part. Okay. The past two years have changed everyone's lives. I cringe typing that sentence because I actually recall when and where I was on 9-11. That was the consensus then after terrorists changed everyone's way of thinking. 20 years later, a pandemic has had the same effect and worse. 
What I saw, experienced, and worked in, I still work in it, was unlike anything I could ever imagine. This podcast offered not only an outlet, however, a means for anyone to contribute to the confusion, exhaustion, anger, answers, and eventually there has been some light. There were days I would drive home from work, numb for the lack of better phrasing, and the humor of a couple of your episodes offered me would allow me to laugh as tears rolled down my face. To this day, I still refer to COVID as cotton candy. I needed to scream, I needed to yell, or just complain, yet that was what I saw and heard literally everyone doing. So no one was being heard all over the screaming and the complaining. Thus, I just kept quiet. You know, it's not a massive secret that I am a sensitive person holding that all inside, as most people are. Once more, the episodes that added any humor, along with informing on the pandemic, I greatly needed at that time. Can you imagine the countless others who listen for similar reasons and haven't told you? So, you know, on behalf of y'all's bitchin', thank you. Thank you very much. The interactions between you and Dave, I appreciate because they're real. Numerous occurrences of disagreements on topics have never affected your creativity. It hasn't affected the podcast at all. I can't quantify how much I enjoy that. I discovered that there are two types of people in the world, those that have passion and those that have drama. If you have passion, you simply won't have time for the drama. The people who are dramatic typically lack passion. This podcast is a creation clearly cut from both of your passion. The humor and personality always, always come straight through. Only adding to the creativity is friendship that is obviously very, very real. The most profound episode you have all left behind here in the last hundred is when Jason reconnected with his friend John Collins. His 30 years plus life experience he and his family endured are enduring was heartbreaking. Uh, it made me cry each time I listened to it again and again and again. I want to leave you with a quote that may apply and it really does affect me even today about Dave and you and your friendship and the friendship that you've given to all of the dozens. It goes as follows. A friend is someone who leaves you with all of your freedom intact, but who, by what he thinks of you, obliges you to be fully what you are. Love and patience, Wonder Kinnison. Oh, thank you very much. And thank you, Sam, is very kind of uh, under understating the, the reaction to what is an incredible, uh, incredible letter. Um, it's just I, I don't have a lot to, to add there except how much we appreciate you know, um, people taking the time to actually hear what we have to say. And cause really, like, as I said, this started out really as for me, an audience of one in the sense that I was just talking to Jason and in his case, audience of one where unfortunately for him, I was his audience. And, you know, if people chose to, to kind of tag along on that, then, you know, that was our, that was kind of our, you know, we were flattered by that and, and very honored by that. And also, you know, Jason and I have talked many times, both privately and publicly, about how, you know, we both in our different ways related to Roddy Piper as a performer and as a, as a person, um, not just because of like a show that he could put on, but because of who he was. And if to any small percentage of that, you know, we were able to have any kind of, of effect like that for anybody who has been listening over the last two years, especially through some, you know, really trying times for all involved, then, you know, that's, um, that's a, a, just a tremendous honor for, for me. And I would say for us. Yeah. I, that's sort of what I remember so many times we would end conversations with, you know, please contact us or this is what this is about. Or I think that there, we have been a good community 
actually to take care of each other uh, through 2020 and beyond, even now. And uh, it really, it's a, the dozens are family. They're really, they're, I mean, I know it's an overused term, but it is. And and uh, just to be kind of their, um, their talk show for this very select group of people uh, who listen to us, it's been fantastic. And it's, that's just the way it is. I, I can't believe how I'm very honored by that, um, that message because it goes to show that somebody out there, we were doing what we were trying to do, which is help people get through this fucking mess of a, of a year, uh, that they, they went through. Based off of that email, Jason, quick question for you. What are some of off the top of your head? What are some of your favorite quotes? Uh, Favorite quotes of like what we came up with? No. Just in, in life from other people that quotes that you kind of go back to. I, I honestly, I don't have that many. I do. Um, I like one that Kike told me and I keep coming back to it again and again as I get older. And it's a uh, nature is wise. He says in, in Spain, uh, they have this quote that it doesn't matter how much you fuck with something as a human being and not just technology, just you that you think you have so much control over a certain thing in your life. Uh, but time and nature will wear it down to where it's supposed to be. And it'll go according to how it's supposed to go. So I'm always coming back to nature is wise. Nature is wise. And, um, there are so many things in my life that I've actually gone back to that and said, look at all the bullshit that I tried to line up in my life. And you can push that boulder up the hill for a while. But pretty soon that boulder is going to fucking come smashing down on you. And it's better to, you know, pretty much surf the currents that you've been given instead of trying to go against uh, the wave. And, and I just, I don't know. That's as I've gotten older. Yeah. It's, it's nature. Nature is wise. I have another one, you know, that my grandfather, you know, used to always say that, um, and I think he used to write it down too. He said that, um, friends are, uh, like diamonds, precious and rare false friends are like autumn leaves found lying everywhere. And it was just, it's really beautiful because at the end of your life, particularly as you get older, I really do think you can count your closest people on your life that you would tell anything to, you would do anything for, and they would do anything for you on one hand, maybe even have a couple fingers left over. And it's just true. You know, there are so many people that particularly in this day and age of like Facebook and bullshit like that, like I'm friends no, you're fucking not. We're not fucking friends. It's, it's, it's the ones that you do have. You need to cultivate that relationship as you get older, because you just have no fucking idea how much you'll need them as you age. You need them more. That's why I call the guy buddies around me, the expendables, because I mean, we are all, you know, life's kicked our asses and we're all just still holding on to each other. And, and you need the band of brothers now just to get up and get through life. And uh, it's true. One of my favorites from, I think I first became aware of it, I think when I was in middle school, is a quote by Mark Twain. Courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. Um, That's always one that I've kind of, uh, I'll let it speak for itself rather than trying to extrapolate upon it. But then there's there's another one by uh, Paul Newman I really liked. Uh, And I might get the exact wording wrong, but you know, you get the general gist where it basically was, you know, if you don't have enemies, you don't have character. Uh, so that was always one that kind of stuck with me as well. And then, uh, apparently, apparently you and I have a lot of character, Jason. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) That's true. I remember, uh, it was, um, 
Martin Sheen one time, he said something I never forgot. It was just in an interview they were doing. And he said, uh, to be an honest man in this world, it's, you're going to pay a price. It's going to cost you. And it really is on you. Honesty is not something that comes without you paying a price to have. And they tell you when you're walking around this planet as a young person, be honest, always tell the truth, never lie. Boy, is that bullshit. That's complete bullshit. Now, do I agree? You shouldn't lie and you should be honest all the time? 100%. But I guarantee you what they should also say is it's never really going to benefit you. Matter of fact, you're probably going to be in big, big fucking trouble all the goddamn time by being truthful and honest. That's what they don't teach you when you're a child. And it's something that I've had to learn, you know, just growing up that, yeah, it is good to be honest and truthful and not lie. Guess, guess who gives a fuck about that? Try nobody. It's just you. You get to look in the mirror and go, I don't fucking lie. I don't fucking lie. And it's the only person that's going to stand up and cheer for that because everyone else is going to fire you, use it against you, hurt you in some way. It does not benefit you at all on this fucking planet. You could do, we could do a whole goddamn podcast on, you know, lying and how much it's just a prevalent part of being a human being in society. We probably uh, and will. That, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where I've told so many people, it has never, ever benefited me to be honest. And I'm fucking honest all the time. And it's never benefited me. Not ever. Well, you talk about, about paying a price. One, one lesson that we, we both learned as children, Jason. Everyone has a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> Everyone has a price. Yeah, that's perfect. You, you could probably do that laugh better than I can. I could um, probably do that laugh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, last, last quote I'll give, and I think you'll appreciate this one, from uh, somebody that you and I both care a lot about. Uh, quote goes as follows again, might not get the exact wording, right? But bear with me, folks. I am just looking for, a, I'm just looking for a place with peace, but if not, let's fill it with mayhem. Yep. Rowdy, Rowdy, Piper. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Absolutely. I, you know what I like when Rowdy, when Rowdy said, <laughs> and I believe this too. I love this quote. He says, if I can't be the best, I sure as hell, I'm going to be the worst. <laughs> love it it's one of my favorite things he ever said oh that goes that goes right up there that goes right up there with when uh he said when i'm good i'm good when i'm bad i'm better yeah absolutely no he's the best dude it's a fucking walking t-shirt all right well let's get on with it because we're almost done here with our centennial episode that's what we're calling it and uh we we would be completely remiss if we didn't give the number one feedback here from our number one listener, basically the third host. Uh, this really is the heart of the Ghostbusters here. This is our race dance. This is Joseph Owens, Joey Owens, the great Joe Baca, the Tooth Fairy. And he writes, 100 episodes closer to dead. Dear Dave and Jason, congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. I remember when Jason first told me about the show. And I remember thinking to myself, great, finally, two middle-aged white guys are going to take to the internet to share their opinions with the world. Well, that's never been done before. Like a good friend, I dutifully tuned in for the first episodes and almost immediately considered tuning out when I couldn't figure out how Podomatic worked. Fortunately, I stuck around and listened as the show took off, and you and Dave entertained and enraged us with stories about cotton candy and wrestling and pop culture and everything in between. 
You kept us all reasonably sane during lockdown and gave us all something to look forward to every single week. Eventually, like with all of Jason's cockamamie schemes, I found myself dragged along against my better judgment and became part of the show. And it's been my absolute honor to be here. It's been a blast helping you guys out in whatever way I can. And I'm so happy the show has been such a smashing success around the world. Even if that means there are now countries none of us can visit without fear of being detained. Here's to the next 100 episodes. Assuming the world lasts that long. Three cheers for the dumpster fire. Long may it burn the great Joe Baca, Joey Owens. Thank you very much, Joey. And uh, I can't express to you enough the gratitude and appreciation we have to you. Uh, I guarantee you this show wouldn't even be a fraction of what it is without your insight. Many times we take our direction for the entire tone of many of the segments we have directly from what is on Joe Baca's mind and telling us that this might be a good, a good thing to discuss because it leads to this and blah, blah, blah. Always there for us. Great contributor all the time. Can't say enough good things about, uh, about uh, my, my, my very, very, very true friend and brother, Joey Owens. Thank you very much, Joey. I do have to say, I, you know, I, I thought with, with great confidence that this was going to be the moment where Joey would be denouncing Chewy. And I, oh, I just, I just can't, uh, wow. you know, I just, I can't, I just can't hide my honest disappointment that um, mm-hmm. what I thought was going to be a true, you know, beacon of character fell, fell short in the, the moment of our greatest triumph, Jason. But aside from yeah. that, aside he, he's from actually that, going to purchase aside a fucking from that, Xbox to kill you. I, uh, aside from that, Joey, thank you very, very much for uh, not just the email, but uh, all of your contributions over the last hundred episodes and hopefully many more for however many more we do, whether it be one, 100, 1,000, 1 million, who the fuck knows, folks. Uh, Jason, that's pretty much all I got this week. Is there anything else that we need to cover? Anyone else's feedback you want to read? Any other subjects you want to mention? Speak now or forever hold your peace. And by forever, I mean one more week or one more day, depending on how closer to death we are. Yeah, many people would love me to hold my fucking peace forever. It's just not going to goddamn happen. Guys, thank you so much. I cannot even fucking believe we have done 100 episodes. I can't... I. I can't. This is something I never thought we would get to. I can't believe it. I am very appreciative of all you guys listening. You have no idea all over the world uh, you listen to us. And uh, it's always uh, just baffling to me that the virus known as Jason and Dave have escaped and are infecting the world with our viewpoint on things. But thank you very much. And uh, we'd love to hear from you all the time at our new email address. And uh, yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's keep it going for another hundred episodes and contact us with whatever you want us to discuss, wherever your minds are, because that's really what this show is all about. It's you guys. And we take the pulse of you and uh, comment on how fucked up everything is. And uh, yeah, enjoy doing it in an entertaining, informative way. And when all else fails, there is Jason's webcam. There is Jason's webcam. Yes, there is. It's it's my other job. And and of course, job guys on YouTube. And on that note, for the hundredth goddamn motherfucking time for the dozens. And dozens. A little slow there. Of listeners out there, I am Dave Beaudry. And I am still your Jason Bailey. 
And we are one day closer to dead, but that day is not and will not be motherfucking today. So until next week, ladies, gents, and everything in between.